Hi everyone, it's Corinne Hindreger. You are listening to the Embodied Thriving Self podcast, a series where I invite you on an inner and outer journey to align with your soul, unlearn who you thought you needed to be, and become your most authentic and thriving self. So you too can create the magical ripple effect in your life and business you came here to do. Welcome. Today I have the pleasure to have Cara Jones, a dear mentor of mine and colleague of mine as a guest and to talk a little bit more with her about what it means to living in alignment with our gifts. I met her in a beautiful channel retreat a couple of years ago and I was always so intrigued about how she used her words and her journey in reclaiming her voice. Over the last year, I had the pleasure to be in her program, Untethering My Voice, Owning My Story, and using my voice more fully. And so I, it's such a pleasure to have you here, Kara, and spending time with you and hearing a little bit more of what you see is unfolding for us when we own our voice. Thank you, Corinne. It's so uh, wonderful to be here. And... I am a huge proponent of owning our voice. I was just listening to a podcast by Viola Davis the other day, and she said something like, the only way I know how to teach is to tell you the truth of who I am. Mm. And that pretty much sums up my work is helping people speak the truth of who they are. Like really coming back to, to source being mm -hmm. your inner authority in a way. Yes. That's so powerful. I know a little bit about your story and I feel it can be such a powerful story to dive into and explore for so many. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you have come to where you are now, helping others claiming, reclaiming or unfettering their voice and, you know, the different iterations of how you used your gift in the past and how it brought you closer and closer to being this iteration of you that you are now. Thank you. So let's see. I often tell people you don't have to have a dramatic story to have a really powerful one. And uh, the power of your story is not determined by how dramatic it is, but how much truth it holds inside. And that being said, I have a little bit more of a dramatic story in my life. So I was raised in a unique religion slash cult called the Unification Church. And I had an arranged marriage and a mass wedding in 1995 and got married with 10,000 other couples in Seoul, Korea. And when I left this church uh, organization, I wanted to just put it all behind me and had started a path of being a television news reporter and developing this kind of public persona. And meanwhile, this story of mine was just like in the closet, in a box taped up with duct tape, like that's not me anymore. And um, in 2012, I started to feel this kind of haunting to take that box down and explore it. My life was kind of stagnating and I felt like there was something in my story to unpack further. 
And I felt this call to make a documentary film about uh, my journey and my upbringing. And what I thought was going to be a year <laughs> turned into seven years of just wrestling with this story and how I wanted to tell it. My parents were still in the group. And the more I got into the process, the more personal it became and intimate in terms of looking at my relationship with my parents. Um, the process was transformative and inspired my work now of helping people not just excavate their stories, but figure out the thing that they have to say as a result of the journey that they've been on and use the story to communicate that message. That's how I believe we own the story versus letting the story own us by just sitting up there in the closet and uh, feeling haunted by the past. So, uh, so that work inspired uh, the work that I now do, and I, it doesn't take seven years. <laughs> it takes a few months to support people in this journey. And uh, it's really about helping people align with what they care most about. And our life experience and what we've struggled with is usually the source of what we care most about. So I love the work that I get to do now and how I get to use my voice in service of that work. But as you said, it took, uh, it was a long winding journey here as it is for many of us. And growing up in this religious movement, you know, would often just use my voice to recite other people's scripts, so to speak, about who I was and what the world was and, um, just further religious indoctrination with my voice. When I left that and became a, a television news reporter, I would stand there, you know, with a thick coat of makeup and heels and feel important. But again, I was reading someone else's script. Mm. And, you know, I had a really hard experience once of accidentally informing a, a young woman that her mother died. Um, it was a random set of circumstances that was not intentional. And that was the day that I was like, what am I doing? Just kind of following orders of what the news director or the whoever it was told me to do. And, you know, being a part of what felt like this bad news machine in, in the world. And uh, so, so that helped me step out of that work. And uh, I transitioned from broadcast journalism to starting a film production company that would create short films for nonprofits. And, you know, I used my voice, so to speak, to help tell these stories and then started to realize that I was hiding <laughs> behind the telling of other people's stories. And so, you know, the, the seven year initiation into telling my story was really an initiation into a truer expression of my voice in the world. And life keeps initiating me. <laughs> it's not over yet. It's ongoing. But I have felt that I have, um, it, it's not like those other expressions were wrong per se, but uh, the alignment that I feel now fuels my work every day and helps me feel most days. And, and I don't like to say like, I'm perfect at this, but most days, that who I am on the inside 
is showing up on the outside. That's cool. And the sense I've got when you shared your story today is like, so often we are puppets. We are puppets in, in our own life from what we have taught to say, to how we condition to be, to how we show up. And then we wonder why we are sort of numb or why we can't feel what is happening because we, like you said, we put that story in a box and mm -hmm. hide it away. And I found myself like going through this uh, journey with you in the last year that it really has helped me to befriend my story, to not see it as this big thing that is has taken place, but more so to see it as a gift and a lesson that keeps on giving because now it no longer owns me. Mm -hmm. And that's so powerful. And, and also seeing your story, how um, it, it took you seven years to claim your story. And now you are able to help others do that, but it, it's shorter and it's, it's never finished. It's ever growing, ever evolving. It's like, we are not like, I keep saying like, once we no longer learn anything, we're dead, but we always growing and changing and evolving. It's just really beautiful to see how far you have come through all of those stages of claiming yourself back. Mm. Thank you. It's, uh, it's awe-inspiring to see in your life and the lives of everyone that I get to work with. There's like this spiral of life where um, you see some of the seeds of what you're here to learn from the youngest age. And then you see these you know, the spiral version of that, which is like that same thing you're here to learn now in another expression of, you know, different circumstances, same struggle <laughs> and now another. And, you know, I think on some soul level, I just came here to peel off enough layers to be the truest expression of who I am. And I think we're all doing that. And I, I get this front row seat into seeing the beauty of how life guides us through the struggle and through the wisdom that we learn and how powerful it is when people can claim that wisdom, mm -hmm. that hard earned wisdom. I think too many people walk around disconnected from how far they've come and what they know. And there's so much untapped potential in claiming that and standing in that. Mm. That's so true. And it's also, I, I find often it is hard to be in, celebrative mode again because we we so taught that we need to keep going we can't stop we can't rest we can't pause and so we forget how to celebrate and we forget how to actually you know cherish how far we have come mm -hmm. yes and when you feel into that what would be one tip you could give everyone that is listened to really claim back their story, claim back living or giving their gift in alignment with where they are at. Mm. I think when we know the pain of something, we, we hold a unique kind of medicine to help heal that in ourselves and in the world. Mm. And so this question of like, what have I known the pain of? What have I most deeply struggled with? And then the follow-up question of like, what have I learned? You know, without taking you through a many months process, right? It's like, what have I learned? What do I care about? 
as a result of that struggle? What do I care about more than anything? Those two questions can help you take ownership. And, you know, many of us have stories where, you know, we don't want to tell them because, you know, in my case, I didn't want to be the poster child for the cult survivor. But as I excavated my story, I realized what I cared so much about, what I struggled with so much in my life, as I remember myself like standing there in that stadium saying yes to somebody I didn't love or feel a connection with even. It's like telling the truth is so important to me because I've struggled with it so much and because I have been surrounded by partial truths, you know, in my upbringing in a way of like other people's truths. And when I realize like I can, I can use this story to communicate that value. Mm -hmm. I could see the value of the story. And we don't always have to tell our most intimate, vulnerable stories, but when we spend time with them and realize what we care about as a result of the struggle of them, you know, we can energize our ability to talk about our message, even if we go, don't go into the details of the story by being in relationship with the past in that way. Yeah. That's so true. Um, I also like uh, what I feel like adding is like what I noticed within myself. It's like sometimes we also need to realize like our truth we have now doesn't mean that's our truth in five years from now, in a year from now. And, and just like using our truth or starting to voice our truth in sort of in bite sizes helps us also to sort of find the truth behind the truth in a sense. Mm -hmm. And and that I feel like that's so empowering because it's like we this breadcrumbs we are laying out ourselves and then we can explore it and choose it if it still feels aligned or not, and we are free to change and grow and so is our truth. Yes, and it's in giving voice to the truth just as it is now even mm. though it might change right? just as it is now that like uh, I think helps us once we speak into it and in some ways free that truth, it paves the way for the the next truth to arise. Yeah. Um, versus kind of holding it all back and waiting for, <laughs> for the truest truth of all the truths to arise out of the blue somehow. Won't happen. Won't yeah. happen. Yes. So true. And, and also like, um, often like you mentioned it nicely, like really often we are concerned what are we stepping on anyone's toes? Like your parents are still immersed in this, um, sort of environment. So of course you don't want to step on their to toes or hurt them, but also what is more important and coming to the bottom of that, that for you, the truth was more important than being the poster child or, uh, stepping on anyone's toes was more helpful. That's what I'm hearing. Tell me if I'm mm -hmm. right. Was more helpful for you to own this truth. Yes. There comes this point where we have to choose our truth or ourselves over the opinions of others. And I think my initiation of that in my life was through making this film mm -hmm. and this is not the case for everyone, but I think 
you know, my parents have had a capacity to be in some hard truths with me. And my biggest fear in making this film was that I was going to lose them. And in some ways I did. I lost the old relationship that we had that was based on me being the good daughter. Um, and I feel like we've been cultivating a new one since. And so not everyone has the capacity to be in truthful dialogues, but I, uh, I feel grateful that by choosing myself and my truth, I got, in my case, I got lucky enough to both honor and, you know, honor the call, the creative call of making the film and not abandon myself. Mm -hmm. And also feel like I, I got a new relationship out of it with my family that I didn't, I did not think was possible. Okay. And it's probably a much more fulfilling relationship because it is true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer hiding what could be or should be or who you supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And when you when we come back to the what you just shared before around that you feel so much more that your internal world is sort of reflecting on your external world most of the time so it's a journey too it, it won't, yeah. you know, won't happen every day <laughs> but it's about normalizing it in a sense what are the benefits you see and how this is playing out for you that your internal world is more and more reflecting in your external world too Mm. Well, I, you know, in addition to helping people tell their stories, I also support people and just being visible in the world again, because it's something I've struggled with and not just visible, but visible as who you are and what I call the magnetic truth of who you are. And when, I mean, this happens on the, in big ways and like the most subtle ways, right. Where there can be a, some kind of discord in us where it's like, when we're operating from shoulds, like I should launch this program. <laughs> There's a disconnect there between like what we really want and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And that inevitably ends up in uh, whatever project not working out the way you wanted it to. And, you know, what I have felt into is, you know, somebody who's all about being honest about who you are. Um, if I'm just like talking about it as something over here, like I feel bad <laughs> in myself. And I think it's very easy in the online space to like talk about what we're, you know, our wisdom and like our, make our quote cards or whatever. But when I'm not living it, like energetically, I feel like everything I'm saying is falling flat. And it's like people feel it. People feel it when you are, and I feel it, right? When I am walking my talk in the world, you know, living out what I'm asking of other people or what I'm putting on my quote cards, there's just a, uh, I feel more excited and connected and alive and it shows up everywhere. And on the flip side, you know, the more I'm, uh, either talking about something that I'm not living or hiding a part of myself. People feel that too, even if they couldn't put words to it. And 
in addition to helping people tell their story, there's a dimension of my work of helping people see where they've lost essential parts of themselves. And, you know, a recent version of this for me is I have been on a journey of reclaiming my, my sensual, sexual self from the grips of extreme religious programming. And that is a part of me that I have just like put away in another taped up box. <laughs> and as I have started to share more about my journey and just let even like some of the images I share online be an expression of that. I, I feel I have been calling in much more of the exact right people for me. And it's always scary, especially these like, you know, uh, vulnerable parts of ourselves that we've been taught to bury to kind of call them back forward and actually lead with them. But it is truly been uh kind of a a magic experience for me and like for me the truest expression of letting who i am on the inside be reflected on the outside that has had the most ripples so far and 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 it's so important that we are actually yeah walking our talk mm -hmm. like is it like it's like energy follows energy like if we don't do it like there is no energy for change there is no energy to attract there is no energy to bring into our life what is aligned for us yeah because we are not living our truth and it's it's yeah it's so important and i love how you like <laughs> how you just shared it's like there is another box and <laughs> there's I'm always like, another box there's always another box <laughs> it's like and it's not and also it is not a race we don't need to get there in a certain amount of, of time, like we all are on our own journey. And I feel like it's important to, to also sort of honor that, that we have our own pacing and maybe we find this box, claim this box in a week, in a year, in five years, it doesn't really matter. And the next box comes when it's time for it. <laughs> yes. When we have the capacity to open it. And as I look back in my life, like, I didn't have the capacity to open that story box before I did. Yeah. And it's true with all the other boxes too. Yeah. It's like everything has its own divine timing in a sense. And, and uh, just because someone has a faster pace or slower pace than us doesn't make our pace not right. It is still mm -hmm. right. Sort of to, to bring that to the forefront because often it's like we compete with how far others come in the same amount of time. And it's also important for us to, to know that we don't have to have the same pace. Yes. Yeah. And is there anything else you feel called to share or you feel it's important for the audience to know how they can reclaim more and more of their own journey in a sense? Mm. I think our story is just one part of a reclamation and reintegration journey that is part of our collective healing. Mm. We've all been conditioned and socialized in various structures that have really robbed so much of our humanity and like taught us to squelch so much of who we are. 
So in addition to, you know, looking at where have I struggled? What do I care about as a path to start owning your story? I also give the invitation of looking at what part of myself have I had to discard or disown to survive, right? It's not our fault. For many of us, this was survival. And what dimension of that discarded part of me could be welcomed back now in service of my work, right? So whether it's your sensuality or your sensitivity, the ways that you were told you were too much growing up, intuition, you know, what, I don't like the word woo woo. It just feels like it dismisses it. Um, I think it's often those parts that we shamed away that hold a special kind of magic in our leadership when we can call them back, when we can start being in relationship with them. And, and my favorite way of being in relationship with the lost parts of myself is to kind of express them into being right yep. from those parts, share the story of how you lost that part of yourself and welcome it back through that expression and, and let that be seen in the world as a witnessing that further welcomes it back. It's like giving it space to, to be mm -hmm. and seen in it, be seen in it. And, and that's so powerful. Like when we allow ourselves to be seen with those parts, it can be, from my experience, like it can be very scary. Yes. But it's also building the capacity and learning that it won't kill you. It's not so bad. It's actually really liberating uh, when we start to own these parts uh, one by one. Yes. And it's like you were saying, there's a time for different dimensions of ourselves to emerge. That's different for everyone based on our capacity. And once they're ready to emerge, it's kind of like that whack-a-mole game. You know, we have this in the States anywhere, that like game where you're just like trying to punch it down and it shows up somewhere else. It doesn't, there, there comes a time where it doesn't want to be squelched anymore. <laughs> Whether we like it or not. Yeah. It really tells you like, no, now is the time. No more hiding. It's like, look at me. Yeah, yes. True. Um, thank you for so much for sharing your wisdom with me and us today. I really would love to know like if someone wants to reach out to you or wants to learn a little bit more about your work, what are the best ways to find you, to connect with you and learn more about you? Oh, thank you. I uh, have a website, www.cara-jones.com. There's a dash and that's C-A-R-A-Jones. I'm also on Instagram at this is Cara Jones. And yeah, I have um, my program Untether Your Voice coming up in 2023, February, and uh, an ongoing container, visibility container as well. So um, always tend to call in amazing people. I'm very fortunate who uh, deep, soulful people who have unique medicine in this world. And that's why I'm so passionate about this work is I feel that it empowers the healers, and I use that term broadly, people who are here 
to um, heal the world in some way and supports them and me. I am, I am also supported by offering this work in and having a voice uh, in a world that needs more of ours. Mm. And yeah, I can I can speak from experience. I really I really have enjoyed the going through this program the last year and and learning more and reclaiming more about my own story and really owning up to to that. And this has allowed me and my work to gain more depth. Mm. Mm. So beautiful, beautiful. So, is there anything else you'd love to share for today before we wrap up? I don't think there's any more important journey than the journey of becoming who we are mm. and who we've always been, right? It's yeah. kind of getting back to the essence of who we've always been and telling your story is part of that journey. It's not the whole journey. Uh, but what I care more about than even telling your story is inspiring people to keep shedding the layers of who they've been taught to be and letting the, the essence of who you are, the, the gifts that you can see from your childhood that were there before you were taught that there was something wrong, you know, the unique things that you love to do, the closer we can get to that essence, the greater the gift that we have to offer uh, ourselves and the world. And there's nothing to me more magnificent than someone just being a true expression of who they are here. I love that. It's a homecoming. Like, it's like we're coming back home to the essence of who we are. And so within, so it will be on the outside. It's so powerful. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing your wisdom with us. I really appreciate you and the gift you're bringing to the world. Thank you, Corinne. Such a beautiful experience to talk with you and know something about your story. And can't wait for you to keep sharing that out in the world. That's really powerful. Thank you. As always, thank you so much for spending time with me and listening to the Embodied Thriving Self podcast. I appreciate you and the journey you have been on that led you to this community. I hope to connect with you again in the next episode. In the meantime, I appreciate your shares and reviews. Please always remember, you are not broken. You are worth it and deserving to align with your soul and thrive as you create magic in all you touch.